Welcome to Delicious. I mean, the Speaking of Tangents podcast. A podcast for your ears. I'm Jason. What combo can I get for you today? And I'm KJ, and our weekend review is packed. We talk VIP situations, we update Jason's bird nest situation, and we talk some 37 pieces of flair type situations. And then we'll take what we learned from our six day corporate team building camping trip in the woods and apply it to how to pronounce some words on a podcast. Later, find out if we have a guest, when we play, do we have a guest? Next, it's the return of our recommendation segment, where we have a spoiler-heavy discussion of S-Town and how it is forever interwoven with the Fast and the Furious movie franchise, even though one of us has never heard the podcast and the other has never seen the movies. How about that for some nonsense? And we'll wrap it all up with feedback and, of course, more ridiculous Amazon reviews. Seriously, this thing is ridiculous. All that, plus several conversational tangents! In a week, week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in, in review. review. Well, here we are again, Jason. Yes, we are. What's up this week? Good is up this week because awesome. I got your CD, The Calm and the Crush, in the mail. The actual physical wow. CD in my hands. Nice, nice. I wouldn't know if I would call that good is up, but... Um, oh, good I'm is glad. up. And I'm then glad to hear it, yes. I um, took it on a road trip, put it into my car, and mm-hmm. it, it came up on my screen. Jason Fuse, The Calm and the Crush. So I tweeted about this DA moment that I had. Oh, you ever seen it like on the car radio? Yeah. It's yeah. Pretty, it's, uh, I did that too. And because um, Jason's wife has been listening, she put it in her car, um, the actual CD that pulls up all the information. And it, it's, it's kind of cool. I mean, it is, is cool to see. It is cool. And, but it took me, I think it was like the eighth song before I had an opportunity to take a safe picture. Nice. Yeah, I, I appreciate you didn't, you know, drive off the road trying to take a picture <laughs> right. of my dumb CD. Um, the thing I will say about this craziness is I have had it like, I lo- obviously it's been in my iTunes, you know, library of file of music for, for a while now. Cause I've been done with the actual files for a couple months now. Yeah. Um, yep. and every now and then something will come up like in, if I put it like on shuffle or random on a bunch of stuff and I, when I'm listening to something in the car and I will forget that it's me, Okay. which I know makes zero sense. But I'm wondering if anybody else out there who has done like who has like done music or you know has written a piece of music that's been recorded or has have you ever like been listening to like jingles on I don't I mean who would do this have you ever been listening to like jingles like on a random you know shuffle and some something of yours comes up and you're like oh wait a minute that's me um no I don't listen to jing- okay. I don't listen to jingles randomly um, I don't either I've never done that but I know that some people do. Uh, but I have heard if I'll for, there'll be songs that I've forgotten that I've jingled, and then I'll hear mm-hmm. it. That happened with when Rob he must have sent back the mozzarella um, umbrella song. Oh yeah, he resubmitted it. Yeah. And then when that aired, it was me, and I'm like, hey, that's me. Oh yeah, I did that one. So I <laughs> yeah. kind of know what you're talking about. And that has happened with my Uke CD, where my parents would put it on, and then I had mm-hmm. to think about it for a minute. I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> 
Yes, that's it's really strange yes. when it's a song you've written and you're like, oh, I'm sure this 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 is this is not too bad. And you're like, wait, wait a minute, oh, wait, what am I doing? It's just, <laughs> this sounds familiar. Oh, yeah. I've gotten into like the chorus of a song before and been like, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> which I guess it's a good sign that you know it's not too terribly awful when it doesn't just make me cringe every time and, I hear yeah, it. Yep, that's always the marker. If are you cringe? Is it cringe worthy or not? There you go. And it, it is it is tricky, you know, in, in that respect of where um, you're obviously biased towards your own stuff and stuff that you've done. But also it's that balance of uh, sometimes you just sometimes just you hear your own voice or you see a picture of yourself and it's always like, Ugh, and what you have to realize is everybody's like that. Mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's that way for everybody. Yeah. So what else happened this week? Did you, I saw another tweet that you sent about some VIP seats or something at a baseball game. Oh, that yeah. You had like the Saliza seats. I had the Saliza seats and, okay, well, the Saliza seats, I think I tweeted almost Saliza seats or near Saliza. Saliza was, okay. the, <laughs> was in the first row. Yes. And I think we were in row H. So what was that? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, eight. Okay. Eight. Yeah. So eight row is not bad, and it's those padded seats. So I had. Oh, nice. Oh, it. You would not believe what a difference that makes from those plastic seats in temperature. On a on a mid fifties night, it was really nice. Not nice. not cold at all. So anyway, I had this opportunity um, to go. There were six of us, and they the the people that we went with have season tickets in that those areas and they they get i don't know they they have every sixth game or something like that where they have so they share it with people so anyway they asked us to go with them and were were our response was um yes please we'd love that oh yeah and it's so much out of my comfort zone to be in anything vip that it was strange i didn't know how to act uh, all kinds of tipping, tipping valets, tipping waiters, tipping the person that brings you the food in the in the aisles. Uh, <laughs> but it was it was crazy. It was a, this elaborate dinner um, or supper dinner <laughs> where mm-hmm. you like steaks and pork and beef and just really like a fancy restaurant type of meal and then there was a dessert Did you have bar any wine um i refuse to answer that question oh okay <laughs> all right saliza so, so um but they have this huge m- meal that they serve i think up through the first inning and but then they also have a candy bar like if you go like to the Snickers? Ca- no, like if a actual bar. So if you go to the candy store, you know, as you as you were a kid, and mm-hmm. you they have all these bins where you can take the scoop and put the candy. Oh, yeah. So they had this about maybe twelve to sixteen different candies. So, so this is like Golden Corral for kind for candy. of, and they also had a little ice cream Buffet. bar. Yeah. So soft serve, soft serve ice cream. Wait a minute! And then, wait, 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 wait a minute! Are you sure that the candy wasn't just to put on the ice cream? No, I've seen no, that before. totally different areas. Really? There was there was candy in the ice cream that wasn't in a bin. That was like you'd see it going growl in these little uh-huh. um, trays. Uh, hot fudge, caramel, M and M's, Oreos, Snickers to all cut up to put on your ice cream. But then in the bins 
There was chocolate-covered pretzels. There were chocolate-covered peanuts. There were individually wrapped little baseballs that were chocolates. There was um, like peach slash orange slices. There was I don't know M and M's. Wow. All kinds of different things. And then they. This had, is a this is an Aladdin moment to me. How? What do you mean Aladdin? It's a whole new world. <laughs> Sorry. It absolutely was. And then you could, and everything was. I didn't know this existed. Everything was free. Well, you had to tip, I mean. Yeah, tip. But I, I just can't. This is how the 1% live all the time. So they're used to this. Yes. And it's not free. It was free to you because people brought you along. But those people paid a lot of money for those tickets, I'm guessing. Well, actually, these people don't. But I get your point. I mean, some people actually do, but it's Most a people. corporate thing. And so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Their company pays somewhere. For it. Somebody down the line is paying. Yeah. Is paying a lot. It's not necessarily, but absolutely free to you, which is awesome. Yeah, it was a. It was really, really. It kind of made. I was telling them that the twins lost the game, but it kind of made the score not as, uh, not as important. <laughs> the, 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 so wait, wait. This gets back to my theory from a, a week ago or two weeks ago, whatever it was, where I was like. The actual baseball game competition on the field is the probably the least is interesting part of going to the ballpark to see the game. <laughs> no, actually, we, we we really did enjoy the game. And I thought that the, the sitting behind the catcher, I thought that the nets might be a problem. You know how they put those nets up? I always mm-hmm. think, I don't want to sit there because your, your view is clouded. Obstructed, yeah. But huh? it really isn't. The nets aren't a problem at all. And it was a very neat view. You could actually hear the ball coming off the bat at the, you know, there was no delay for sound effects or for sound travel. You know, when you're up in the third deck, you can see that they've hit it and then you hear it a split second later, not down there. It was like you're sitting right there. But the craziest thing to me was they will bring you in your seats Heated up blankets in the microwave when you get cold. Wow. And so, of course, we, we <laughs> asked for that. This is rich, rich level yeah. seats. So we got heated up blankets, and apparently they'll bring you ponchos if it's raining. Um, I was tempted to ask for the ponchos, even though it was gorgeous out. <laughs> so you could take it home, yeah? No, just to have the experience. <laughs> just to wear it there? Yeah. Were they monogram ponchos? Were they customized it for your? For I don't your, know. I didn't the, see the individual it. people in the seats. Okay, I didn't see it, but um, the 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 blankets were monogrammed. Oh, okay, that's good. At least I think they had you the wouldn't... monogram on them. <laughs> they were warm. Let me tell you. Yes. So it was it was it was really fabulous, um, and I would do it yeah, again it like in a heart heartbeat. Oh, I think I would too. If mm-hmm. <laughs> if anybody wants to invite any of us to games, you know where we live, that would, yeah. that'd be nice. The and you I know would, I would take them up on that. The ice cream bar and the candy bar. Um, uh-huh. I the no sugar thing was out the window that evening. And oh yeah. Yes, I paid for it, but yes, it was worth it. Unlike the Culvers that day, the one the day of Super Bowl Sunday when it wasn't worth it for me. I didn't feel great, but it was totally worth it. Speaking of Culver's and not worth it, I went to Culver's. <laughs> and you didn't think it ago. was worth it? It wasn't bad, but I went through the drive through and I almost drove off when the person on the speaker greeted me. Welcome to Delicious. What combo could I get for you today? 
that's the double like cheesy catchphrase, welcome to delicious, which I mean, come on. And what combo, you know, the presumption that I'm ordering a combo instead of just what can I get for you today? Whatever happened to may I take your order, please? Or what can I get um, for you? Or even what you want? Yeah, you told me about welcome to the D- delicious. And I, yes. I don't think I've ever heard them say that to me. When I go through the drive-thru, I know I now remember that is their silly tagline, but I never listen. I guess I don't listen to them when they, I wait for them to stop talking and then I say hello and order. I never really <laughs> listen to what they're saying. Because they usually say something like, would you like to um, buy a, put a, you know, buy a happy meal on top of that? Or would you like, to, what can I interest you in? You know what I'm saying? They want you to buy something. They're trying something. to upsell yeah. you at the fast food restaurant. Before, yeah, you even, before you even order. Yes. That's why I hate the presumption of what combo can I get for you today? That's the thing I was trying to say. Yeah. So I yes. don't usually listen to them. So I don't think I've ever heard them say, welcome to delicious, which is ridiculous. So, so do you think I could use that um, way of thinking next time I'm talking to somebody? I could say, I'm not really listening to you. I'm just waiting for you to stop talking so I can <laughs> yeah. say something. doesn't work that well in real life, but it works well no. in the drive-thru. Okay. That, well, half the time you can't understand what the person on the other end is saying anyway. It's yeah. And you can't really understand. But this was, this was a probably teenage girl who was a little too happy to be there that day, which I appreciate the enthusiasm for your work. But when it's, hi, welcome to Delicious. And I'm just like, nope, I'm, nope, nope. I literally, I had, you know, my whole family was in the car. If they hadn't have been there and been wanting food, I would have driven off. I would have driven off and gone to like, there's like a gas station convenience store next door and gotten, you know, a bag of chips or something. Ugh. So never again. That, that's a strong opinion on that. I, I would have just let oh. that roll for uh, some frozen custard. Mm. No, I, I didn't even try the frozen custard because I was like, well, I'm, I'm, we, we're eating hamburgers today. We don't need, you know, ice cream on top of that. Or it, it's, it's sort of ice cream, right? Frozen yes. custard? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, we don't need all that today. It's a ton of calories in these, you know, cheeseburgers and fries. And so I guess I will never try it now because I cannot see myself going back there again. That, that's, that's really sad to me. You're missing out because if I had one opportunity to go to Culver's, it's custard I'm getting, not the burgers. Yeah, I wish I'd have known that up front. Because and I'm also remi- I was also reminded of it later in the day when I pulled the receipt out of my pocket and it said "Welcome to Delicious" with like three exclamation points <laughs> at the bottom of it, which made me go, "Nope, nope, <laughs> that seals the deal right there." Three excla- exclamation points. I like that. Yeah, over pronunciation. Oh, not oh, pronunciation. Punctuation. Over uh, over punctuation is not a good thing to me either. I mean, I'm all for using proper punctuation, like question marks, periods, yep. commas. Even as a good semicolon every now and then. An exclamation point. A single. You do not need more than one exclamation point. It does not make sense to put multiple exclamation points on stuff. Oh, I disagree. That's my opinion. Oh, okay. I think that it shows that you're really, really excited versus just really excited or really, really, really excited. But couldn't you get that across in the actual words themselves? You know how hard it is to inflect the proper tone in an email and or Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I guess I do prefer well no I don't. I was gonna say I prefer that over the emojis and emoticons, but I actually prefer the emo- emoticons and the emojis over multiple exclamation points. Okay, well I will um try to keep that in mind when I text you now. 
<laughs> I don't think I ever really noticed it, so it never it never caught me off guard. Well, I mean, obviously that's not that's not that's not a deal breaker in terms of I don't want to talk to you anymore. It's the the welcome to delicious at the yeah. drive through is a deal breaker though. Sorry. Um the well don't worry, I won't be saying that. But some of the pictures that are coming in <laughs> from <laughs> yes. for many reasons I won't be saying that. Okay. Um you know the pictures that have been coming in with people um tweeting out pictures of their um, swag from yes. our March Madness contest. Yes. You will see that some of the things written in there have three exclamation points. Ooh. And I guess that tells anybody listening to this now who wrote those notes. The, <laughs> and it wasn't me. Well, the notes are signed KJ, so I would hope you're not oh, well, forging. That would actually be funny. Uh -huh. If every single note that we sent to people... I sign your name and you sign mine. <laughs> um, Just like, you know, you're, you're signing my CD and that kind of stuff. Right. I think there are, there is one note that said, see you at Jingle Fest with three exclamation points. Mm, okay. And if it's, you know, if you, you, if it's signed KJ, you might have done it, which means That's that you possible. put three exclamation points. No, I did not. Okay, and all right. I, I will say I'm fine with people that want to do that. It's not, you know, like I said, it's not, it's not the end of the world. I just won't do that myself. Yeah, and it's not the end of the world if you put a, you know, throw in a frog emoji sometimes when it's no, not. No, not at all. Yeah, no. But welcome to delicious. That's the end of my, you know, <laughs> going to your business. Yeah. Now, I don't go to Moe's anymore. Do you have you ever you ever been to a Moe's? You know that like a it's like a what is it like a burrito kind of place? Never heard of Moe's. Moe's. It's like a um, you go in and they like make your burrito as you go. It's kind of like when you go get a sandwich at Subway and they ask what you want on it, and you go down the line and you can see them making it behind like the little glass oh, shield. Oh, okay. It's kind of like it's it's like that for burritos and that kind of like um like Chipotle. Sorta. I've never been to a Chipotle, but I've seen pictures, and it's kind of the same. But when you go in a Moe's, everyone I'd ever... I don't know if they do this anymore. This was years ago since the last time I went in one, and the last time I will ever go in one. Um, they yell, welcome to Moe's! Oh. And they, like, add something to it at the end. And, like, it's just like they encourage that craziness whenever anybody walks in the door to yell at them. And I'm like, don't... I'm coming to your restaurant to give you money for food. Don't yell at me. Yeah, that's the way Cold Stone Creamery is. Oh, okay. I've never been in one of those either. You walk in and, and I think they say, welcome to Coldstone. Yeah. And then they clap or something. Enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, this is the same level to me as when you go to like TGI Fridays or whatever and they do a birthday thing and they come out and they're all clapping and they sing some made up birthday song. Yeah. You don't like that, huh? It's. Oh, I hate it. I would have never it's, guessed it's that all you would have liked that. No, yeah. It was shocking surprise that I can't stand that. Uh, this is the this is the thirty seven pieces of flair. Yes, from exactly. Office Space. Yeah. It's it's that 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 guy and the the waiter in that and the not the boss, not Mike Judge, but the the guy who was the waiter along with Jennifer Aniston in that movie, mm -hmm. in whatever Friendlies or whatever the name of the restaurant was. And he's got all these buttons on. And he's always smiling. And he'd be like, "I'll be right back." And that sounds like a case of the Mondays. That attitude is like. It comes across as so fake to me because I want to say, you cannot be this happy about this. This is not, there's, there's awesome stuff to be passionate and excited about in the world. You know, six chicken fingers for $12 is not one of them. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
I cannot get into it that much. And because you clip a bunch of crazy buttons and suspenders on your uniform does not make it any better. Spend more time making the food better and give it to me at a more efficient, less lesser cost. Quit trying to put so much stuff on the walls to distract me that the food looks like you reheated it from a TV dinner. That's what I'm saying. But don't you Focus think on the stuff that's important. That the 37 pieces of flair in that movie was mostly satire. Have you ever seen oh, somebody with 37 pieces of flair out in the real world? But you world? know, the reason satire works and the reason that's funny in that movie oh, is because sure. everybody has run into yes. the guy in the restaurant or the, the, the waiter or waitress who acts like that. And it's these people who, I'm not, I don't have a problem with people who have to work at these places and have to do this because it's, it's the corporate rah, 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 you know, we're going to go on a team building exercise and, you know, we're going to raft down the Colorado River and eat a bear and kill, catch our own, you know, food for tonight and, you know, build a tent out of sticks um, in order to be better at accounting. Give me a break. <laughs> Believe me, you do not want to get me started in team building activities with corporations. We should it's probably move on from this right okay. now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Delicious. <laughs> hey, but speaking of um, your CD and tweeting, didn't yes. Dave Clary also tweet out a similar screenshot? Oh, yeah. After you tweeted the one about um, the DA moment? Yeah. Uh, he tweeted Dave Clary at, at D. Clary Jr. is what it is. Yeah. But um, uh, he tweeted, latest addition to WDLC playlist music by uh, at Judah Fuse, which I think is great. Thanks, Dave. I'm Glad that yeah, you are listening awesome. to it and add it to the playlist. That's awesome. Now, um, WDLC. Okay. What Dave listens, Clary? What Dave? Um, what Dave is current? Li- what Dave is listening to currently? Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Or maybe like WDLC, like his middle initial is L, so it's Dave L Clary, and the W is like in the. Um, in radio call letters. Oh, you're listening to WDLC. Yeah, that might that could be it too. Hmm. Maybe he'll he can clarify that and give us the right answer. But that um, I really appreciate him tweeting that because I, I I mean I'm glad you like it, man. Yeah, that's cool. I like it too. Yeah, which is oh, what great. Yeah, I appreciate you tweeting it as well. Thank you. What else happened for you this week? Anything? Um, I got an update on the birds. Oh, good. Let's hear it. I, I I murdered some birds. I'm afraid. What do you mean? Are you you did clear- not? You murdered <laughs> some birds? Not intentionally. Oh. Um I cleaned out that dryer vent. Oh yeah. Cuz it's like yeah. a 10 foot, 10 to 12 foot tube it, that runs up in in the house cuz the dryer laundry room is in the middle of the house on the second floor. Uh-huh. So I'm cleaning this thing out. So I'm up on like this 12 foot ladder shaky junk ladder that I got and I taped Two duct taped two coat hangers, wire coat hangers that I stretched out really, you know, as far as I could with like a hook on the end. Mm-hmm. And I'm shoving it in this tube and like raking this pine straw. And at one point, I saw like a couple like bird eggs come flying out. Um, oh, it's very possible. No. See, the, 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 yeah, the adult birds did not attack me again. So I'm thinking that the baby birds had hatched and left. Mm. So that's I, I, what, what my hope is. Let's but go I didn't with realize. That. Yeah, because I was trying to, you know, Touch the thing to see if the birds were coming back, and then the day that the birds didn't come back and attack me anymore, I thought, well, they're they've moved on or they've stopped. I, 
I didn't realize they'd actually built this much of a nest in there. It was literally like a whole entire bale of pine straw worth of pine straw that I pulled out of this duct. It was like 45 minutes I was out there on this ladder pulling stuff out of this thing. It was crazy. I and couldn't believe it how much. I, I, could, I can't believe that it didn't burn my house down already, to be honest. Well, that was my question. How long has it been in there? And how, you know, like you said, I'm glad you stopped doing laundry. Yeah. Um, it, it probably a couple of weeks, maybe. Uh, how long does it take for like robin eggs or like regular like bird eggs to hatch? Because I think the eggs had already hatched. I was joking about murdering the birds. I think the eggs had hatched because they, they were empty when I pulled them out. So either the birds abandoned them, which I wouldn't think would happen in like a day, um, or that the baby birds were already hatched in there because the birds were flying like food and stuff in there. It looked like one of them had like a worm in its mouth when it flew up in there. Um, so I'm assuming that the birds, I didn't see any like birds, actual birds or, you know, dead baby birds that I pulled out of there. <laughs> Where are we good. going on this podcast? <laughs> yeah. But um, so, so I, I'm... I, <laughs> I'm hoping that the birds, the little baby birds, flew away. So, I mean, was it like two or three weeks, a month? I don't know how long it takes for a bird. I have no idea. I can tell you what Once they again, sound like. We but know, I don't know nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you can do laundry again at the expense of these little birds' lives. Yes. Are you in the going big, in the grand scheme of things? Are you going to put something in front, uh, like a screen, now on that dryer vent so they can't get in there? Yes, I actually um, fixed the flap because it has like a flap um, that opens up when the um, when the dryer's running. And what had happened over the past somehow it had gotten stuck in the up position, and I think that's how the birds got in there in the first place. So oh, now okay. I've cleaned all around that and fixed that, and so that the flap closes all the way when the dryer's not running now. And when the dryer's running, I mean it's pretty hot air shooting out of there pretty good at a good rate. Um, so I, I feel like it had been clogged up for a while because I haven't seen it like this much, you know, exhaust from the dryer coming out of this thing in months. Oh, yeah. So okay. it, it could have been it could have been this bird has been building this nest in there for a couple of months. It was a nice place while it lasted. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I mean, cause it was it was crazy. It was like 10 feet of coat hanger that I ran up in there taped together and like as far as I could reach up in there and like pull it out. That's pretty good. I don't know that I would have thought of taping together coat hanger. Duct tape and coat hangers can fix a lot in your and when you're when you own a home, it can be it can they can be great for a lot of different things. I'll have to keep that in mind. Yeah, discipline your kids. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're not mommy dearest. <laughs> I would never beat my kids with a coat hanger. Sorry. Yeah, you'd use some other, you know. Ergonomically, yeah, is too flimsy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, come on. What a way to close out the weekend review for this week. As we reviewed the things that happened this week. Now we'll move on to pronunciations. But before we do, just a shout out to those extroverts out there who are awesome at cheering up people and motivating a team. We're pulling for you too. We're just two introverts that don't really like the rah-rah stuff. It's all good. It's all important. Everybody has a role. Speaking of pronunciations, mm-hmm. my crazy aunt emailed me. So she oh. she went on a binge, it sounds like, because I would get these random emails that would have paragraphs on, you know, maybe three episodes ago, and then the next episode, and then the next episode. So she went back and told me 
that I was correct in my pronunciation of crawfish and crayons. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. She, did she give, like, reasoning behind this, or did she just say, you're right? No, she gave reasoning. Oh, okay. It, I was going to say, this is, you know, this is obviously nepotism, but... Um, <laughs> no. But it, it, uh, I, want, I want to hear these, yeah. It kind of goes into Brad's territory of pedantic, pedantic stuff. Oh, no. She says it's our R's that really make the difference in crayons. Now, she's saying R, O-U-R, because... We're both Norwegian, I think. Oh, okay. She says, our R's are very hard, like R-R-Randy. R-Randy. Mm-hmm. It's the R that comes out sharp. So with crayons, it's the R that's making that difference. What does the R have to do with the on? I don't know. That? And the Y-O, the yo, I guess it is. Not the, not the on, but the yo. Well, I guess she's what? saying that if you're saying cra, Randy, Cran. So when you say Ran, <laughs> I don't really know. I, I could say the whole entire name, Randy. I could say Crandion. I can still put the yawn in there. It's I don't the know. It's the Y O part. It's the yeah, 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 yeah. This is and yeah, I thought was a very Norwegian, you know, high in the Norwegian, you know, <laughs> vocabulary as well. Well, like speaking yeah. of Norwegian, she said, and we are Norwegian, so our emphasis comes in different places and. We sing-song our phrases. Hmm. Our endings of words come up as a question sounding. If you couldn't understand the English, you would think we were asking lots of questions. Okay. So basically her reasoning behind saying that you're right is that she agrees with you, so therefore you're right. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe it is nepotism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then she told me to listen to the Lutheran Church Basement Ladies on YouTube. And she said, I just put one on right. and you can sure hear it, don't you know? Is this a podcast or? I don't know. I've never, I've never heard of <laughs> the Lutheran, Lutheran. Say that again. The Lutheran what? The Lutheran Church Basement Ladies. That has got to be a podcast. It's a podcast. I actually think that it's been a play. It's a play. Oh, okay. Hmm. So is it like fictional or is it like? I'm a bunch sure of it's Lutheran fiction. ladies sitting around a church basement. Oh, okay. And I'm sure it's fiction and satire. And this is like, um, is it like a morality thing, like a Tyler Perry? I don't know play? that. I doubt it. Hmm. No, I doubt it. Okay, that's interesting. I will have to check that out because I've never heard of that. I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. Lutherans. Yep. Yeah, nothing wrong with Lutheran. That's good. Do we have any other words? Yes. When you have an argument, sometimes, mm -hmm. or a fight, or it's sometimes referred to as an R-O-W. Mm-hmm. How would you pronounce that in, that in that context? In that context, it's row. See, that's not how I say it. Well, I mean, it depends on if you're getting into argument or if you're trying to move a boat across the lake. <laughs> Not to me. Apparently, I'm very vicious when I row a boat. <laughs> so you're angry at the boat. Okay. Uh, I've heard people say we got in a row, and I, I say we got in a row. Well, if you get in a row, it means you're lining up for something. Like the fox at the ATM. <laughs> and the people standing That's behind true. him, which cracked me up even more. 
Because, I mean, come on. I mean, I can understand a fox wanting some money for the animal revolution. But the three or four people that lined up behind him in the <laughs> line in that picture, I mean, what are they thinking? Well, those people are aware of the animal revolution, and they don't want to piss him off. That's, that's true. That's true. They don't want to cut the, cut the fox off. No, no. But so, so that's, that's row to me. That's a row. But a row is like an argument or a, a tussle or, you know, a squabble. It's more of a, like a British thing to me, I think. I would never say, I would never use that to describe that. I would always use R-O-W as in what you do to a boat. Yeah. Or standing in a line. Yes. And, and I don't think I've ever used it, but I've heard people saying it lately on TV, probably on TV. We had a row. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what. I read it in a book, which doesn't, obviously, they're not talking to me, so I don't know how they're saying it. <laughs> But in my head, I'm reading Thanks it for as. Clarifying that. <laughs> in my head, I'm reading it as we had a row. Mm. And I don't. So, I think that I cannot be the only one that says we had a oh row. Oh no, surely not. But I think this is a case of don't call the me people Shirley. That <laughs> I think the people that would make this decision would be the British, because okay. that's I think that's where it comes from. Mainly, that's where I've heard it. Because, um, you know, they would say, because they could say, I'm in a row online, and it could be <laughs> that they're standing in a row, they're, they're lined up for something, because online to, in England is very much in line, what I would say in line, like you're standing in a line, yeah. they would say we're online for this, or we're in queue, or on queue, um, which gets to another thing of on queue of, are you hitting your beats? Are you, you know, coming in at the right time would be on queue. But speaking of row online, you could also be, I got into a fight over the internet. Right. Which is what I think of. Yeah. So that would be row online versus row online. Y- yeah. It's row online me. So that's why I think you have to differentiate the pronunciation of that word. Cause it's really a different word at that point. <laughs> there are lots of words like that. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, I mean, the English language is messed up. Yes, that's for sure. Speak American. <laughs> <laughs> what? Do we have another word? Yes, and um, I'm just going to spell it. Okay. S-A-L-V-E. Sav. Okay, so you say sav. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's a silent L to me. Me too. But I just heard somebody on the radio say salve. I've heard that before. I've never, I've never heard it that way. And I thought, okay, well, maybe I am saying it. I'm in the minority here with salve. No, I think that just person just read it and doesn't, has never, either didn't recognize what that's, that's the word uh, or had never seen the word like salve. You're talking about like an ointment or like yes. a balm or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they maybe just didn't realize it's spelled that way. Okay. With the L. But well, yeah, I, I've heard people say that too. Okay. All right. Do you have anything this week? Uh, yeah, it's not necessarily a pronunciation, but we kind of brought it up last week and we said we'd get back to it. And miracle of miracles for the first time in the history of our podcast. We're actually getting back to it the very next week. Awesome. Um, this is uh, bathroom versus restroom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So which I say it both ways. Yep. Depending on the circumstances and the context. Yes. I use, so you, you tell me how you do it. Okay, so if I'm in a public place or if I'm mm-hmm. talking to people that I don't know, like let's say I'm in a yep. restaurant, 
And yes. I say, I will then say, could you show me or, you know, lead me to the restroom, whatever. I'm, I'm yes. sorry. I've never said these words. Please lead me to the restroom. <laughs> I will say, where say, is the restroom? <laughs> where is the restroom? Okay. That's yeah, the exactly. only That's... time I use that. Yes. If I'm hanging out with friends or at uh, someone's house or whatever, they'll say, show me where the bathroom is. Then I say bathroom. Yes. Yes. It's totally casual versus formal to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And that is so weird that I've, I've, I've ran into other people that it's the same way. And I'm, I'm just wondering why that has come about and if that was a particular thing. Did it used to be restroom and then it became bathroom you know, later on, and then the more familiar I am with a group of people, the more likely I am to say bathroom. Yes. Versus people, like you said, people you don't know, restroom. Or in a certain circumstance, like in a more formal restaurant, I'm actually going to ask for a restroom, even if it's, I'm going to say it, if I'm sitting at the table, like at a fancy, you know, like we're at the Palm. Yes. And we're, if we're sitting around the, the table at the Palm, I'm going to say, I'm going to go to the restroom. Or I'm probably not, I'm just going to get up and go. But if somebody <laughs> asks where I'm going, I'm say restroom. But you know, I'm not one of, may I please be excused to use the loo? I'm not going to do anything like that. Um, <laughs> that would be, but, that would be so great if you did that. Well, I mean, I got to do that now this year to yeah. somebody. Yeah. Uh, so that is a very, I've always been intrigued by that. And I, I thought for a while I was the only one that made that differentiation, but I think a lot of people do that. Oh, yes, they do. But the other thing is that who uses a restroom to rest? Well, isn't that for, um, I always assumed that the term came about like in, you know, the turn of the 19th century or whatever. And it was like the, uh, the, the ladies, they're going to be fainting because these corsets are so tight. So they're going to have sure, to go and yeah. take a break in the restroom. But there isn't, there aren't, most restrooms, unless they're fancy places, don't have a couch or a sofa a ch- or a, a Davenport. A <laughs> Or like a lounge, like a chaise yeah. lounge or yeah. chaise lounge. That's another word we could put in the principle. Chaise or chaise, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's chaise. But see, I always thought like fancier restaurants and like upscale places, if you go into the men's bathroom, it's a hole in the floor. If you go into the women's bathroom, it has like a, a lounge with a couch and, you know, a bartender. <laughs> you know, I don't know about it, the bartender, but I take your point. You, you understand what I'm saying, though? Yeah. That's. I mean, I don't go into many women's restrooms, but... See, I said restroom right there. It was, <laughs> I, but if I if I would have said men's, I would have. I think I would have naturally said bathroom right there. But we do know that one arm women come into men's restrooms, and and uh, yes, they do. Yeah. Yes, they do, and good reason. She had to clean it, but yeah. I mean, the bathroom. Yeah. Again, it's in public. There rarely is a bathtub. There you go. So maybe that's a different. Maybe that's why in our heads we naturally differentiate it that way. But why don't we call it the, why don't we just say in the fancy restaurant, can you imagine this? We're sitting in a fancy restaurant and we say, I'm going to hit the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, that would fit in right with me. I would have no problem with that. Here's the other thing. You, you said toilet. Mm-hmm. What is the difference? What is the dividing line between people who say toilet and people who say commode? Uh, to me. You know what I'm saying? I have never heard commode used in a context other than health-related, health an actual commode that sits next to your bed if you're ill. Really? Yes. See, I've heard, people, I've heard people in the South all the time refer to it as the commode. Basically, the toilet is what they're saying. 
Okay, well, that is southern. That must be a regional thing. Maybe so. Yeah, maybe so. So commode is more sophisticated than toilet, I think. Mm, I think commode. You mean like how it it's in re, in like reference bathroom versus restroom? Commode sounds nicer. Restroom sounds nicer. Commode creeps me out. Cro, commode is like a lot of people will say the word moist is to them. Yes, they don't like that word. It just and I can't really describe why, but commode. I just don't. I can I can picture my grandmother. I can hear her saying that word. I just can't. I'm not into that. I, commode is much worse of a word to me. So you'd toilet. rather say toilet? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't think I've ever used the word commode except in this podcast right now that we've been talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> we've been referring to it. Yeah. I don't say. I, I definitely would not use that word. And what do you think people named John feel about them called Johns? Well, I know several that listen to the podcast. Maybe we could hear from them on that. Yeah. Why did, why, where John, did John ever come from? John gets a lot of bad connotations. The not the not the name, but the the term, mm-hmm. like in referring to because I mean, it's not only is it basically a toilet or a bathroom or a commode. It's also you know someone who frequent who, not someone who solicits oh, yes. a prostitute. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, That's John true. is, and then John Doe. John's are getting a bad name. Yeah, John Doe is you know the random name for the unknown dead person. Yep, that's true. Yeah. But see, bathroom doesn't really make any more sense than restroom. Uh, yeah, you're right. Because, but let me ask you this. When you're in your house, if you have like a hat, what they call a half bath, where you don't actually have a shower or bathtub yeah. in there, it's just a, a sink and a commode. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I mean, do you call that the restroom? Or do you still call that a bathroom? No, it's the bathroom. Yeah. And but that doesn't have make you ever heard- sense. No, it doesn't, because there's no bathtub in there. Now, have you ever heard the term powder closet? Powder room. Okay, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard that too. I've heard powder room, powder closet, and water closet, which I think is like a British water closet. Yes, and this is a pretty crappy discussion for a podcast. <laughs> and porcelain throne. Talk. Oh yeah, we could get into all sorts of mm-hmm. you know nicknames. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to. I was, but. My mom will call it the powder room or the powder closet every now and then. Yeah, which I mean, is the small like half bath, basically. Oh, okay, that's interesting. So you're going in there to never, powder your nose, which has always been a weird phrase to me. I mean, I know where it comes from; it makes sense. But I'm like, what? When did we? When did we get from? When did we move from the point where a lady, quote unquote, could stand up at the table at a fancy restaurant and say? I'm going to powder my nose. When did that, when was it okay? Cause it's always been okay with me to transition for her to, she should just say, I'm, I'm going to the restroom or I'm going to the bathroom. Why did, why did it have to, oh wait, why, and originally, why was it powder your nose? I mean, I don't know. Probably because they didn't want to give you the visual of using the restroom. Everybody poops. This is a song with words about a quiz that I'm singing That should have been what this segment is Okay, I'll tell you, it's a quiz What do we know? So this week, I thought for a quiz, um, we do a little, something a little different. Um, it's movie-related. Um, okay. It's about Disney movies, animated Disney movies in particular. Oh, boy. Yeah. 
These are pre-Pixar, like old school Disney for the most part, I believe. Hand-drawn, you know, the actual yeah. Walt Disney yeah. when he was alive, kind of that that era starting in. Uh, there might be some newer ones in here too, it looks like. Um, but um, this is eight word descriptions and you have to name the title of the movie. So we're going to read, the question is the eight words that describe the movie and then we have to name the title. Okay, I'm going to maybe surprise someone, but probably not. I, there's no way I'm going to do well on this quiz. <laughs> I thought. See, I thought I looked at the I looked at the movie quizzes, and this was like in the top five, like rated. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and most played, so I thought, oh, this could be. This might be pretty good, and we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Because I I don't think I've watched many old school Disney movies before Pixar. Really. See, I thought everybody had seen most of these movies. Well, Again, maybe. this is my this is my Easter egg moment of <laughs> everybody knows what an Easter egg is. Uh-huh. Which no, we'll talk about later no, in don't. the feedback. Yeah, yes, we yeah. will. Okay, well um, let's give this a try, but let's how many questions are there? Twenty-six. Ufta. Yeah. So we'll blow through these pretty quick. All right. Uh so are you ready? Yes. So I'll read them and then you mm-hmm. can type them in. Sounds good. All right. Are we ready? Yes. Number one. Number one. Mickey Mouse disobeys Yen Sid. Musical chaos ensues. Mm-hmm. Do you know this one? Mm, Mickey Mouse, something Mickey Mouse related. No, they made a remake of this, and they did a re-release, and then also I think a number two, like the, the, the title. It's a one-word title. It's like a fantasy kind of thing. Um, this is the one with the sweeping brooms, like the magic, the, the you know, wizard's workshop or whatever it's called. Um, magician's workshop, I think it is, where the brooms are sweeping by themselves. Mickey's cleaning up. He's supposed to clean it and eats. Yen Sid is like the wizard dude. No idea. It's music the entire time. It's, it's mostly classical music. I don't think I know this. There was a singer on American Idol that went pretty far in like the third or fourth season around that time frame. Um, pretty soulful, like big voice. And Jennifer Hudson was called this. <laughs> no, um, no, similar, similar singing oh, style. Oh, 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 Fantasia. Yes, that is the name of this movie, Fantasia. Oh, nice. Very good. Never saw good. Fantasia. Uh, it's probably not interesting now to most people who would look at it. To be honest. Okay, I had no idea that Fantasia had anything to do with Mickey Mouse. Oh, yeah. Um, there, it's like different scenes. I think it's seven or eight scenes. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, this is like one from the, I'm going to guess, 50s, maybe? 40s, even? Okay, number two. Number two. Arabian thief wishes thrice and engages a princess. Now, this one I mm-hmm. think I know. Yes, you do. Aladdin. Yes, has to be. You've seen that one, right? Yes, I have seen Aladdin. With uh, Robin Williams as a genie? That I don't remember. Yeah, he plays the big blue genie. This is a whole new world. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yes, from before. Yeah, okay. All right, well, I'm one for two. Yeah. You, of course, are two for two. No, you're two for two. You pulled Fantasia. Oh, yeah, that's true. Next one, Queen orders stepdaughter's murder. Stepdaughter befriends Mm -hmm. small men. Now, I do, I think I do, but only because of the second sentence. Yeah, the small man part is the giveaway. Seven Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yes, has to be. Yeah. 
I don't remember the queen ordering her murder. Oh yeah, that's the um, who's the fairest of them all? Yes, and it the the mirror mirror, and it shows Snow White and the queen, um, the wicked queen gives her the apple, tries to kill her, the poison apple. Yeah, I remember that, but as a kid, I probably didn't quite put it all together that she was. Trying. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on in these old school Disney movies that you see as a kid, and you're like. Oh, that's not bad. This yeah. is interesting. As you know, fairy tale ends up with a good ending most of the time. Well, most of the time, uh, and then you get you know you go back and watch it again. You see some of the themes, and you're like, oh, these this is some heavy stuff. Yeah. Speaking of which, one I bet will be in this list when we get to it. Uh, I, I, it's got to be one of the ones in here. The one I'm thinking of in particular, super heavy, super heavy. Okay. Like super depressing. Um, I, I, we, it has to be in this questionnaire somewhere. All right. This quiz. Well, let's go on to number four. New Orleans waitress falls for voodoo-inflicted amphibian. Yes. No idea. Uh, This one is more recent than any of the other three so far. Certainly more recent than Snow White and Fantasia. Um, This this is where Disney, I think, first did an African-American princess. Okay. Um, And it has the word princess in the title. And this is like the story. I don't know if it's based because I never saw this one. It's not, it may be based on the story, like the old fairy tale of when the princess kisses a animal and that animal turns into a prince. I don't know if that was part of it or not, but that's in the name of this. The amphibian princess and the frog. Yes, there you go. Okay, I never saw Three that. For, or four for four. Yeah, I never saw that. I never one. saw it either. Oh no, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, number, uh, number five. Number five. King's brother murders King and drives away Prince. Hmm. King's brother murders the King. And drives away the Prince. This is like a biblical story. I was going to say, is this Cain and Abel? Um, I don't think I know this one. Right offhand. Drives away Prince. King's brother. Oh, is this Lion King? Oh. Yes. <laughs> Lion good, King. Because yes. in your mind, you automatically think human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's nice. exactly what it is. Okay. And I actually saw uh, Lion King. Yeah, that's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. I really, really good, like good, that one. Good Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, next. Flying big-eared mammal is ridiculed, then adored. Well, this is Dumbo. Yep, I think absolutely. Awesome. I don't think I've ever seen that one either. I cannot remember if I have. Mm-mm. I've seen parts of it, like on TV, like on the Disney Channel, every now and then. But I, I, I never saw that from beginning to end. Uh, what are we on? Seven. Seven. Okay. Puppy befriends, but later hunts a wild vulpine. Mm-hmm. I got this one. Oh, the fox and the hound. Yes, very good. That's got to be what it is. Let me type it in. Fox and the hound. Yep, the fox and the hound. I never saw that either all the way through. I saw like part of that at school, like in elementary school when I was a kid, but never the whole thing. I don't think I've seen it either, but that one I got just from the clue. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, I think I know this next one. Dogs fall in love and share spaghetti dinner. Yes. 
Okay, that's the iconic scene where they're eating the spaghetti. Yes. Um, yep. Oh, God, what is that called? <laughs> it's, it describes them both. It what? Um, it, the title of the movie describes, it, it's like blank and the blank. And it Lady like and the Tramp. Out. Yes. Awesome. Which, I, as a kid, I always was like, is this talking about the same dog? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, anyway, I, I was confused I about that one. Okay. I never saw that one. I think I have seen that one. Mm-hmm. Next one. Mice save orphan girl from wicked kidnapper woman. Yes, I know this one. This is, I believe, this is one of my favorite Disney movies as a kid. Um, I believe it's Zsa Zsa Gabor and, um, what's his name, Bob Newhart are the voice actors for the main two characters of the mice. Okay. Maybe Ava, Ava Gabor. It's one of the Gabor sisters, and I think Bob Newhart is the main guy. He plays, like, Bernard. Um, there's an alligator involved. Uh, there's a giant stork, like, albatross bird that they fly on. Uh, I'm trying to describe this. Um, they're doing something to this girl to get her back from the evil lady. And that's the title of the movie is what they're called doing that. If they're trying to set her free, they are doing a particular word and they are the Escape. blankers. Rescue. Sorta. Rescue. Yes. The. Rescuers. Yes. That's got to be it. Yep, I've never heard of that movie. That's a good, that's a good like old school Disney movie. Okay. Like I think it was made in the 70s. I remember watching that all the time as a kid. I don't think I've ever uh, seen that one. That's worth it. And there's, they also made, I don't want to give it away, but they made a second one too with a subtitle. It may come up later in this quiz, so I'm not going to say it right now, but there's a, there's a second one where they go out of the country and it's called something else. It's called The Rescuers Something Something. Part two. Yeah, if we don't, if, we don't, uh, if, if that's not one of the quiz uh, questions, I'll tell you what the answer. I'll tell you it when we get to the end. Okay, next. Hunter. Like you really care. <laughs> I probably will not see any of these. Okay. Next. Hunters shoot title character's mom and later him. Yes. Uh, this is the one before yeah. that I was like, this is a downer. This one you know is, what this Bambi. is right? Yes. Yes. And that yes. movie was a big time downer. Still. And for a kid, yeah. a kid to see that, that is like, for a kid, that has got to be one of the worst, like the biggest most popular fears for a kid is to lose their parents or to get lost, you know, and separated from their parents. And to, to see that in a Disney movie, I never saw this. I've never seen this, actually. Oh, I've never seen this one. It's terrible. It's got to be traumatizing to kids that age. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I think I, it traumatized me. I mean, I saw Old Yeller. That's, Old that's the movie that I first remember as a, a yeah, kid going, whoa, because of what happens at the end, which, spoiler alert for a movie that's 30 years old that everybody knows, and it has become a cliche joke to talk about because of what happens at the end. But anyway, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to get into it. Mm-hmm. But, the, but to see that as a kid is like, whoa. Yeah. Yep. Bad. I, movies have softened. Kids' movies have softened in the past 20 years, and I'm going to say that's probably for the better. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay, next. Scorned witch makes a gorgeous 
Royal woman tired. Yep. Got this one. Now that one. The key word is tired. Yeah. So sleeping beauty. Yes. Gorgeous and makes her tired. Sleeping beauty. I think I've seen that one. Mm, I've never seen that one. I've seen like clips of it. I've seen clips like pieces of all of these. I've never seen that one all the way through. Okay. It's too much. It's like, it's like, it's sort of, it's too Snow White-ish. I mean, they basically made the same premise. Minus yeah. the dwarves. Yeah. Which was, the, to me, was as a kid, was the interesting part of that movie was all the dwarves singing songs and doing crazy stuff. Yes, I love the dwarves, too. So take the fun part out of it and let's remake this terrible movie. Yeah. <laughs> next one. <laughs> all right, next. Asian gal dresses like a dude, joins army. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't think this I know mo- this, this one. Movie, this movie has Eddie Murphy in it as a voice. It does. And it's not, it's not Shrek, by the way. But he is the voice of an animal, sort of, in this movie. Did you just say it's not Shrek? No, yeah, it's not Shrek. Okay. But he's the voice of sort of an animal. Um, he's, a, he's like a little dragon. So it's um, how long ago was this movie made? 90s, I think. This is the movie that the song at the end over the credits is basically what kick-started Christina Aguilera's career, career, like, really got it jumped up before she made, like, Genie in a Bottle and all that stuff. What was the song? I don't remember. It's the theme to this movie. Hmm. But I don't remember the song, but I remember that she, I believe, I believe this is the one. Um, I think it's Ming-Na Wen is the main actress that plays the title character. Uh, I have, don't think I have any idea. Mulan. Oh, I remember seeing this advertised. I never saw it. Ah. Now that one I didn't get. Well, you can't win them all. I was 12, I was 11 for 11 till then. <laughs> I'm try, I think that's what it is. I, I'm, it's not coming up though. Hold up. Yeah, it's Mulan. That's what it is. I mean, I know that's what it is. It just wouldn't, I was spelling it wrong. <laughs> Okay. Well, you're still doing good, though. You're doing pretty good. Next. Mm Mm-hmm. Hawaiian girl and cute alien stay on Earth. Mm Mm-hmm. This is another blank and blank, and the two blanks are the names of those two characters that they talk about. I don't know which is which, to be honest with you. I think I know, but I think it's the girl and then the alien. Um, I've never seen this one. I just have seen so much about it on the Disney Channel, so with my kids watching stuff. How old is this one? Um, another 90s one, maybe. Maybe 2000s. Hawaiian girl and cute alien. It's a little blue alien, looking almost like a koala bear, sort of. Koala bear? Yeah, the alien sort of looks like a koala bear with, like, antenna on its head. But he's blue. He's got bigger ears. He's kind of like a elephant koala bear, sort of. <laughs> koala, koala, koalaphant. I don't think I know this one. Uh, this one is, the name of the girl is similar to uh, the name of uh, the main girl in The Fifth Element. Mm, I don't, don't know The Fifth Element. Oh, come on! Lilu Dallas? Uh-uh. Who's that? <laughs> that's, that's Lilu is the name of the girl in The Fifth Element. Is oh Lilu and Stitch. Close, Lee, not Lou. It's a different vowel. Lilo. Yes, 
Nice Good one. hint. Good one. Yeah, I never saw Lilo and Lilo and Stitch. I didn't either. <laughs> the fifth element, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and assume, is not a Disney movie. Oh, well, actually, it might be. Um, it's not like a no. It is not an animated family movie. It's Bruce Willis. You know, if, you know what it, you know what it is, right? Even if you haven't seen it. Mm-mm. It's made by Luke Besson, the same guy who made the Taken movies, I think. How old is I it? I think it's him. Nineties, uh, maybe. Okay. No, I didn't. That's a good. That is a movie worth seeing. Fifth Element. I recommend that movie. It's hilarious. That one I'd ridiculous. see. The Disney movies I probably won't see. Yeah. It's got Chris Tucker plays a ridiculous role in it. We've talked about this before on this podcast. <laughs> well, so we found out last week that means nothing. Paul Lynn. Very true. Very true. Yeah. I don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what's next? Next. Old woman's felines are left in butler's hands. Mm-hmm. I have a guess at this. So it's about cats. Yep. And the word cats is in the title, sort of. Cats. Do you remember, do you know the, uh, when they do the Comedy Central does those roasts? Yeah. And do you remember the one right after 9-11 where Gilbert Gottfried got up and started making 9-11 jokes like the month after September 11th? Or like a couple months after, I and never people were saw like booing it, him. I do remember. I do. You've remember. heard people like yeah. this is like a super infamous story in the history of comedy in these roasts, in particular. Mm-hmm. And so he goes into telling this joke that is they made. They've made like documentaries and movies about this particular joke. It's like the joke that all comedians like know, and you. The, it's a simple premise, but the joke like. The whole point of telling this joke is how gross can you make it and how long can you make it? And he told this thing for like 20 minutes. <laughs> and it was like supposedly like the funniest thing that's ever been in these roasts. So what does... And people like laugh. He, he won the crowd over by telling this joke. And this is a very famous, infamous joke like among stand-up comedians. And the name of that joke is turned into a pun for the name of this movie. I'm sorry, I can't. It's about the aristocracy of, you know, highfalutin, you know, fancy, formal. Okay, so this is the aristocrats. Cats. The aristocrats. Aristocats. You got it. Yes. Very Very good. good. Uh, I didn't know the name of that joke, and I probably haven't seen that joke. Heard that joke. Um, There's an actual entire movie. It's a documentary, but it's like the entire movie is famous comedians telling their versions of that joke. Oh, well, I better listen to and it. And it's a movie length. It, it's, it's extremely um, dirty. <laughs> they get nasty. But um, you need to... And that's the whole point of the joke is how, how gross can you make it before you, before you wrap up and get to the punchline. Okay, I think this is the, something the punchline like. it, Yeah, the punchline is not even the joke anymore. Sure, it's just it's, getting to the punchline. It's how line. you tell it, yes, and how ridiculous can you make, and how out, how off the you know the beaten path can you get with the with the actual setup? As, you know what? Speaking of that nine eleven roast, of that roast mm-hmm. right after nine eleven. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is the where the B. Arthur joke was told. That is very possible. I think Jeff, I, because I, I just heard Jeff Ross being interviewed. And Rich mm-hmm. Eisen was in that crowd that night. 
And that's yeah. where and Rich Ross is Eisen, the one who told that joke. Yeah, Ross told it, and Rich Eisen brought it to the TK show. Mm-hmm. And I think that's and the it would same have been around, It would have been, yeah, it would have been around that time period, too. Early, uh, early 2000, right after, like 2001, 2002 time frame. Yeah, and if you don't know what we're talking about. Because I don't remember. Just Google yeah. Jeff Ross B. Arthur joke. Yeah, or even or Rich, Rich Eisen, Eisen B. Arthur yeah. joke. Yeah, yeah. All right, next. Is, it's funny. <laughs> oh, it's very funny, uh, yeah. We're not going to say it, No, we, we won't be saying uh, it. Not today. All right, next. <laughs> Disfigured bell ringer falls in love. Doesn't get the girl. Yep. Disfigured bell ringer. Think about that. Boxer? There's a um, no. There's a there's a name of a university and a name of a cathedral in Europe that share this title. That is this is part of this title. Oh. It's in South the, Bend, Indiana. Yeah. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Notre yes. Dame, or of Notre Dame. Yes. Pronunciation. That's what that's got to be what it is. I've never seen that one either. No, I haven't either. See now, disfigured threw me off because I wouldn't think of just being a hunchback as being disfigured. Was the did he have a disfigured face? Oh yeah, in the oh. in the okay. in the movies, like I think there was like a live action version of this. What like in the like early days of film, like 40s maybe, 1940s or 30s even, maybe even like a um, silent, a, you know, silent film. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think exactly. But then they made an animated version of this. I think this was another 90s movie. Right, I remember, the, I remember the 90s um, yeah, it, movie. And his face was a little dis- disfigured. Okay, all right. Don't call me disfigured because I have a little bit of thoracic kyphosis. Next. Okay. Cursed monster prince with withering rose finds love. Yep. You know oh, is right. this Beauty and the Beast? Yes. Which was just now, which, speaking of going from live action to animated, this just did the opposite. Yes. Hermione is in and, it. Yes, she is. Which I always thought, you know, what's the point in making this? People can go watch the animated version, which is really good. It's actually a... I saw this movie on a date, you know, years ago, um, and it was okay. And, um, I mean, this was back when, you know, you would take a date, you know, an adult would take a, a date to a, to a Disney animated movie, but, I mean, hey, it is what it is. Uh, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, it is. I, I actually have seen that one. I haven't seen the new one. supposedly the new one is great, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it made a fortune. Yeah. So oh. uh, obviously, there. Obviously, I was wrong in my, you know, anticipation of who who really needs to see this, and apparently, yes, it was super popular. Did um, they make like musicals out of this too and everything? Oh yeah, my parents went to see it. They liked it. Oh cool. Did it make more money than the Fast and the Furious Eight? No, I don't know how how much money Beauty and the Beast with Hermione made live action made. But the answer to that question is no, it did not. You know why I know that? Why? Because the Fast and the Furious 8 was the biggest opening international weekend in the history of movies. Oh, gosh. Really? <laughs> yes. It made over $550 million over the weekend, the for opening weekend, last weekend. And it hadn't even gotten my $12 or whatever yet. I haven't been to see it, but I'm gonna. Huh. Well, that, uh, that is surprising to me. Oh, yeah. Killed it. 
it beat out Star Wars The Force Awakens, which was the current record holder from just, what, a couple years ago? That, I don't understand that. You need to watch four, five, six, and seven, and you will understand that. But You've just seen one, you don't know. Because I saw one years ago, and then I didn't watch, and then I came back and watched four, and forgotten that I had seen one, and went, wait a minute, oh, I've seen that before. And then I was like, these are, these are okay. And then I watched five, six, and seven and went, whoa, okay. This is a whole other level. Okay. Well, I, I, that, I have much more likelihood of watching that than any of these Disney movies. Yeah, me too at this point. Okay. Uh, well, I couldn't find a good Fast and the Furious quiz. I, I thought you would be better at these than Fast and the Furious movies. Oh, no. This is Disney okay. movies. Okay. Uh, next right. one. Uh, what we got next? Love story about Native American girl and settler. Yep, you can guess this from just history. This is a history. Oh, Pocahontas? Not. Yes, okay. has to be. Never saw it. I never saw that one either. But this is um, this is the one, I don't know if she won the Oscar or was nominated. This is um, Vanessa Williams. I think this is the movie with Colors of the Wind, that the song she sang. Remember Miss Former Miss America, yes. Vanessa Williams? Yep. Uh, Stripped me, of her title. Sure. Yes. P-O-C-A-H? Yes. Okay. Yes. Can you use it in a sentence, please? <laughs> There's probably a porn movie out there called Pocahontas. <laughs> How about that for a sentence? That's nice. All right. Okay. Next. Zach Braff and Joan Cusack avoid falling sky. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take a guess at this and say something to do with Chicken Little. Sounds good to me. I don't, I don't have any or idea. The sky is falling because I remember they made this animated movie not too long ago and Zach Braff was basically the chicken. Okay. Sounds good to me. That I've never chicken seen. Chicken Little. Chicken Little. Yep, that's what it is. All right, next. Man raised by gorillas falls for Professor's daughter. Okay, I think I know what this is. Oh, Tarzan. Yes. That movie I did see. The animated one? Yeah, I liked it. Phil Collins uh, had a number of songs in that soundtrack, or maybe just one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did. I remember that. Yep. I had forgotten that, but yeah, I, I, that, that's one I didn't see, but um, I've seen pieces of that one again. I liked that one. Cool. Next one. Kanai befriends Koda and officially becomes a man when he turns 40? Yeah, I was going to say. Um, I don't know what this is. Me either. Kanai Koda. Sounds musical. Um, I mean, it's got man in quotes, so I'm assuming it, this is animals. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. But I don't recognize those names. Uh-uh. I'm trying to think of other... Disney movies, and all I can think of now that we haven't named are Pixar stuff. Well, we might get this one wrong. We'll have to just leave it blank. Yeah, we might come back to that one. Uh, next. Self-centered ruler is turned into a llama. Mm-hmm. This one, I think, has David Spade in it as a voice. Self-centered parts of this. ruler. Self-llama. Uh-huh. I don't think Let's see, what's the name of this thing? It's about an emperor. I'm going to say the emperor's, not new clothes. I was going to say. It's the, emperor's new something. 
I'm going to say Emperor's New Groove, I think is the title of this. The Let's Emperor see. got its groove back? <laughs> no. <laughs> you might be right. I think that kind of sounds familiar, the Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's New Groove. Next. Children fly, battle aging, and fight some pirates. Mm -hmm. You know what this is, Oh, right? children fly. Peter Pan. Battle pirates. Yes, Peter Pan. Boom! <laughs> I actually don't think I've ever seen Peter Pan. I have. Hmm. My favorite Disney movie has not come up yet. Okay. <laughs> well, we got... I don't think I know what that is. Isn't that Peter? Isn't that um, Robin Hood? Oh yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, I, I I forgot that's a Disney movie with the fox. Yeah, and I had that Baloo the bear as Little John. I had that on vinyl. Yeah, <laughs> we've talked about this before. <laughs> okay, well. So we got that one. If that one comes up, all right. We only got four more though. All right, next. Wench mm -hmm. receives magical assistance, then loses her shoe. <laughs> I like the use of the term wench. Wench right is a, such a terrible word. Yes, it is. But you know this one, right? Because um, of the end? The Cinderella. Yes, has to be. Yeah. Wench. Three more. Next. Wolf raised, yes, next. <laughs> wolf raised orphan refuses to join human community. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, I mentioned a character that was in Robin Hood just a second ago that's in this movie because it looks like the same exact character and sounds the same to me, too. I already forgot who you mentioned. Baloo, the bear. Oh. This is with Shere Khan and Mowgli is the kid's name, the orphan's name. I don't get... The tiger and the snake. This is very much like Tarzan. Tarzan. Oh, it's very much like Tarzan. And they made a live-action version of this recently, like in the last few years. This is from the 70s, I think. The animated version. Or 80s. Uh, I don't think I... I don't know this one. The Jungle Book. Oh, that's right. I have seen this one. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the live-action one, though. It's supposedly pretty good. That's right. I did see ads for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, two, two more. more. Girl falls in hole, fights giant playing card. That's not the description I would give for this, but I know what that is. Um, is this Alice in I would Wonderland? Say more like, that's my guess. Yeah, I would. Yes, it's Alice in Wonderland. Okay. I would have said like meets the Mad Hatter, fights the Queen of Hearts, something like that. Yeah, but the girl falls in hole is what gets me. Gives me gave that away to me. Yeah, that's true. All right, last one. one. More. Spotted puppies avoid futures as fur coat components. This one I know. You, you, yeah, I was going to say, you know what this is. 101 Dalmatians. Dalmatians, yes. And I actually have Absolutely. seen that one. Have you seen the live action version of this with, I think, Glenn Close yes. as Cruella DeVille? Yes. She did a pretty good yes, job. Yes, she did. That. Yep. Uh, let's, I'm looking at the answers now. Mm hmm. I think there's only one that we missed. Brother Bear, uh, Kanai befriends yeah. Coda and officially becomes a man, is something called Brother Bear. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Me either. 
but the rest we got right. So we did pretty good overall. Yes, we did. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. We've got no qualification, so here's our recommendations. So I have a recommendation, and just like I've done before, you might say I'm yes. famous for. <laughs> You're famous for making recommendations? <laughs> I'm famous for making recommendations where I haven't actually okay. seen or heard the entire thing yet. Ooh, I like this. Okay, I, believe I, like this. My, I like this angle. I believe my first ever recommendation was my crazy aunt saying that you could shake up a bottle of pop and that would keep your uh, carbonation. I also didn't oh, try yes. that oh, yeah. before I recommended it, and that doesn't work. So anyway, but this is this one. I stand behind. I stand behind this one because I cannot see how this would be bad. It's Fargo. Fargo is out this week. Oh, the uh, TV show. Yes, the TV show um, on FX. Season. Yes, the new season, mm -hmm. season three. And um, mm -hmm. I have watched the first so episode. So you're recommending specifically season three? Oh, I'm recommending season one, two, and three. Okay. Because I've seen one and two and can recommend those. And I would say probably just on, you know, on merit so far that I would say on reputation, I could throw three in there too, even though I haven't seen a second of it. But you're going to watch it, right? Absolutely. Okay, this isn't an S-Town situation where you're not going to, you have no intention I'm of... going to listen to the first episode. Oh, you are? At okay. some point. Yes. Well, speaking of S-Town. No, no, I'm serious about this deal of, <laughs> I will listen to an episode of S-Town for every Fast and the Furious movie yeah. you watch. Yeah. And when we get to like five, six, and seven episodes, I'm going to be wishing that I was you. Because you're going to be watching these yeah. awesome, cool movies, and I'm going to be listening to a podcast, which... <laughs> You have an update on? Yes, so I, speaking of giving a recommendation before you're done with it, I am now ah. done with S-Town. And I, I largely cool. still stand behind my recommendation. Well, I'm, I'm, it's good here. But I do, you know, I have some issues with it. But I, it's still great. I guess it's still great radio. I, I guess it's considered radio still, even though it's podcast form. Cause it's, yeah, it kind of reminds me of old, like, old-time radio plays. I probably yeah. said that before. I think yeah. you have, yeah. But I kind of yes. agree with Todd, Takei, and Rob Berg on this. Uh-oh. And I don't, I know, this right? This is a dangerous triumvirate uh -huh. of people getting <laughs> together on something. I don't want to spoil anything, so I won't go into specifics, because this mm -hmm. can be easily spoiled. But I'm just going to, again, like I said before, there was a really shocking turn in episode two. Mm -hmm. But once a turn happens, and you, you kind of know the story is not going to be like serial, like a true crime type of mystery, I feel like it starts to lose its direction a little bit. Hmm. It's sort of disjointed. And, and I guess now that I've heard the ending, it sort of seems to me like it, it was maybe a little ex exploitive of this, this guy's life for, uh, for entertainment wow. purposes. There, there just wasn't a real resolution. So the story basically was this guy's personality was what really brought it. And then I know what happens because um, we talked about it before off yeah. the podcast and you yeah. told me because I wanted to know. Yeah. Because um, spoiler stuff doesn't keep me from watching something or listening to something. Mm -hmm. And do you think 
the intention of the show was to tell a story with this guy as the main character, and then because of events that happened, they changed the story after they got there and started recording this stuff? Or I, I, I think the main reason that they, they went, just had to go, uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, I think the main reason they went down there was to investigate th- this guy's claim. So I think right. they went in thinking it was going to be like another serial. Mm-hmm. Uh, which serial also didn't have a great resolution for me. Um, but, hmm. and I think they I had to, to the end they either. changed, they either had to dump the story or change the story completely hmm. after the, what happened, what, what they found out in, ep- what you find out in, kind of in episode two, there's a couple of things that happen where you find out that this isn't going to go in the direction you thought it was going to go in, which is in and of itself is fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this, this guy was, I guess a real, uh, for lack of a better term, he is just an eccentric guy. Yeah. Deep. Sounds uh, very interesting. Deeply troubled, mm-hmm. and a genius, very interesting, and we we sort of follow him throughout it, and we kind of get attached to him, or not necessarily. Yeah. It's just we get some empathy for him, I guess. And then mm-hmm. the show ended, and I'm like, well, okay, now what? What was what was the purpose of that? I, I still don't know well, what it was about. Can we just? I'm going to put a spoiler alert on this. Can we just say what happened? And so, if you don't know, want to know what happened, you hadn't listened to this yet. It's in episode two. What we're talking about, right? Episode two. Yeah. So if you so skip, uh, are we going to recommend anything else in this segment? No. Okay, so it, skip to the end next segment if you don't want to know what happened to S, in S Town episode two, and you haven't listened to any of it yet, and you're planning on listening to it, or if you think you might want to, because we're going to talk about the main thing that happens because I know about it and you obviously know about it because mm-hmm. I want to relate it to something else here. Okay. So, so skip to spoiler. Yes. Uh, here we go. If you want. Yes. To. So the guy dies in episode two. You find out he's, he's dead, right? Yes. Okay. So is it, do you think they went into it intending to tell the story of this guy and have him basically narrate everything or, or interview him for the entire thing and investigate it? And then when, after they went down there, he passed away. And they were like, uh-oh, we got to, we, this, is, this is too good. We want to finish telling the story. And then it kind of like took a left turn at that point. Is that what it sounds like? Yeah. After they found out, after he, they found out that he, first of all, won, it wasn't going to be, there was no murder that took place. And so oh. there wasn't going to be any story about a murder mystery. Hmm. And then they found out he passed away, and they had all this hours of interviews with him already, and he was very, very um, interesting, and you yeah. could tell that he he was a genius, and that he had, like I said, deeply troubled depression, all that kind of stuff. Then they they sort of made it about his life, and there what there is another little aspect to the story. Um, okay. when he dies, he had all this money and he doesn't, um, he doesn't believe in banks and stuff. So there's this idea that right. there's hidden treasure all around his property. So there is some, you know, fighting between family and best friends of his and people coming out of the woodwork, but there's no real resolution to any of that. So it's kind of disjointed. Mm. And it, it, now let me ask you this. Would it have been better, do you think, from a storytelling perspective? Because this is what I think, not having listened to it, but just from what I've heard people say about it and what I've read about it, is that 
would have been better if they have all this interview footage of him, not footage, but, you know, recordings of him. Would it have been better for them to have like eight episodes and then you find out he dies at the end? Would that have That's made a good it better? Question. And um, then and then like the last episode is them wrapping it up and, and the fighting over the stuff is because that could have because you could have been hooked through the whole thing. If they have all this footage of him, this recordings of him, they could have played certainly done eight episodes or how many of it is of that. And then have one where like a coda, like an epilogue sort of mm-hmm. thing where they say, by the way. He's been dead since here he died. You know, here's the date he died. He's been dead all this time, and then you find that out, and it makes you look back over the all the interview stuff and think about it differently. It seems like this is almost a storytelling mistake. Yeah, well, to me, I think that if they would have done it that way, I would have really felt like it was too exploitive. Like we are, hmm. we're entertaining you for eight episodes, and this guy hasn't even given his permission really to. To to release all this stuff, maybe yeah, he ha- but, maybe I he mean, has, but if he did the interviews, he I mean, did is the it, interviews. this guy worked, then the, he's given permission to release it. If he gave, because they're not going to waste time spending that much time interviewing him and investigating if he hasn't given permission up front and signed probably four hundred documents that say. Oh, know, I'm sure. I'm sure. At. But did they? But was they were going to use his stuff for a different purpose in the beginning? And then yeah, it and that's what I'm saying. They it. should have done that. They should have done that and said, "Oh, by the way, he's he he whatever he died. I mean, he killed himself, right?" Yes. Yeah, they should have. I mean, if they're going to do it, because honestly, they're ex- they're being exploitative if they still use it. If they went into it for one purpose and then he killed himself after they had, because probably what happened, it sounds what it sounds like. Not ever listened to it that they did and recorded all this stuff. Then he killed himself after before they had a chance to produce it and put it out, and then they're still putting it out anyway. So it wouldn't have been more exploitative to me to put him as a coda at the end that he killed himself. No, no. they, they um, He killed himself early on, and then he did... Then I think the guy, the narrator, Brian Reed, I think it became... Mm-hmm. The story became this guy's life for him. And so yeah. then he went down and followed up on the story after he passed away. Oh, okay. And so he was, um, you know, trying to figure out, he was talking to people, he was trying to figure out, it was all after he passed away, most of the story. So they wove, I think they did a good job of weaving in his interviews through, and then mixing it with people that were still living. And so it just came up, it became more about this guy's life. And that's why I'm saying, I don't know, where is that line between exploiting it for some entertainment to um you know just really good art i guess uh and it well the line to me is the second that you know he died and you decided to go ahead with the project anyway yeah but i mean it does and i don't have a problem with that i have zero problem with that because if you if you do it in a respectful way i mean if the entire thing's not having heard any of this if the entire thing they do is make fun of this guy and he committed suicide that's terrible no, they haven't. But they if don't it's do it presenting way. him in a, he's very interesting. He's a really genius guy. He's a troubled guy. Um, a look into his, an honest look into his life, and not, hey, we're trying to make money off of this. But I mean, honestly, come on, it's a podcast. It is entertainment in some form. They are right. trying to make money off of this. They have, I'm sure, producers or you know, advertisers or you know, somebody supporting us. Is this like a? Oh, sure. It's I, an NPR thing, right? Yeah, I think it's the number one. Yeah, so they got money from right grant now. federal money to do this. Yeah. So I mean, they. I, I don't have any problem. See, it just seems like to me it would have been, I mean, I, pro- I just need to listen to it now because yeah. 
from a storytelling perspective to see if it would have been made more sense for them. Because everything, every person that I've heard say anything about this, it's always been like, it was super interesting the first episode or two. And then you, when you find that out that he's, he's died, it just kind of, it's a stunning shock. But that after that, everything else is just kind of like, well, we're wrapping it up here. Yeah. For seven episodes and versus that, six thrilling episodes and two episodes of wrap up to me would have been more the way to do it. Yeah. And, and that's what I mean. But I think as you're talking about just strictly radio and art and uh, putting together a good story, it's it's still worth the listen. But right. I, I do think there is okay. a, a line there um, that I'm not sure if they went too far or if they didn't. I don't know that that answer mm. is really simple. And a lot of times. OK, this makes me. This makes me more likely to inter- to to listen to the whole thing now, just because, and I'm I'm, I'm going to listen to the first episode regardless. Mm-hmm. It makes me more likely to listen to the whole thing from a storyteller perspective and a production perspective, just to hear how they kind of did it, yeah, and then give me a better viewpoint on, you know, do I think it would have been better to do it a different way? Um, but the reason why, I mean, as far as our podcast is concerned, this is forever linked with Fast and Furious movies, which, uh-huh. yep. The number seven, Paul Walker died halfway through making that. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the shots in that movie are his brothers with Paul Walker's face digitally or like CGI'd on top of his brother's like bodies and stuff. Oh, yeah. There's a big debate. And they kind of rewrote parts too. of the end of it. And they do a big, there's a big ending of seven where they kind of, and they do a great job of kind of like sending him off and paying tribute to him. It's, it's perfect. I mean, it, but they could have really messed that up and screwed that up and it been very ex- exploitative, but it's not the way they do it. And Paul's family, Paul Walker's, you know, mom and sisters and brothers and stuff signed up on this and they were involved in the process and everything the whole way. But they almost didn't put that movie out. And that was that was almost the end of the Fast and Furious franchise right there when he passed right. away in the middle of making seven. But it's it's great. It's probably one of the most touching moments in a movie because you know the if you know the story behind it that he's actually passed away during while they, it wasn't during the movie. It wasn't like while shooting the movie, but it was in the middle of they had shot about half of the stuff for seven, and he died and basically in a street racing accident. He was driving a I car know. and he hit a yeah. you know, lost control, yeah. which is, I mean, beyond terrible tragedy. But I'm just crazy that that it happened that way. Um, Absolutely. But yes, yeah, very very similar to S Town in that. The guy died, and basically, it sounds like the middle of what they were doing, yeah. and it kind of changed the story a little bit. So. Yeah, yeah. And so, S Town again. I still think it's worth a listen. And sometimes those type of questions, yeah. though, hey, did they go over the line or didn't they? Is what it's good. It gets t- people talking about stuff, and I think there were some important yes. issues that it covered. So I can put my little kind of sort of issues aside and say it's worth a listen. But it does get a little bit. At some points, there's even some. I feel like. It's too gothic almost with some of his quirks and his, hmm. it's sort I don't know. You'll just have to listen to it. But uh, overall, I still recommend it, but I did have some issues with it. Cool. No, I think, I think we can say that pretty much about anything we've recommended. Oh, sure. Except for Fargo. <laughs> yes. And except for Fast and the Furious. Exactly. Just, just get, get over the hump, get over two and three, and then it's clear sailing from there. Okay. You get over. You get over one and two in S Town, and then it's not so clear sailing. <laughs> okay. But it's still worth it. Still worth it. Yeah. Right. That's that's all I need to hear. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us feedback. We'd love to hear from you, good or bad. I mean, the show has really been in the toilet today in more ways than one, and that's not going to stop here. You can reach us at 
feedback. No, wait a minute. What's the email address? Speaking of tangents podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at speak tangents or visit our website at speakingoftangents.com where you can get relevant links to all the information and ways that you can listen to the show. But if you're hearing this, you already know that. So I don't know why I'm wasting both of our time. Oh, wait a minute. That's what this podcast is about. Oh yeah, I forgot. Anyway, now more nonsense as we get into feedback. Yeah, okay, there's more music bumper here than I anticipated, and I didn't really plan this out very well. And as you know by now, we don't really edit much out. Enjoy. So, do we have any feedback this week? Oh, yes. Let's start out with Nosy in 140. Excellent. Always good. At the Lewis Nosy. Mm hmm. One armed women in a restroom, soprano spoilers, <laughs> game shows, golf outrage, fast and furious. Very and then, nice. then he included a picture of uh, Wink Martindale, Bob Eubanks, and another game show host I don't recognize. Three game show hosts. I think that might have been Jim Perry. Really? Maybe I need to look at it again. Hold on, let me let me find it. Uh, He's not. I think that was Jim. Well, that would be Sale of the Century guy. Yeah. I don't remember I him that's looking what it was like when I looked that. At it. Mm, no, yeah, maybe you're no, right. that's no, not that's him. not him. That's not him. But I um, love that. That's not Bob Eubanks either. That's um. Now that I look at it again, that's Bob Barker. Bob Barker. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> the Price is Wrong. Um, I like their outfits. 70s outfits. Yes. Let me, hold on, let me, um, I'm going to look, I'm going to go into the next one. I'm going to actually Google image search this thing and see if it shows up with who is the actual person. Okay, so we've got a clear, technology. We've got, we've got clarifications here. So we got a clarification in the show to something we just did. <laughs> we do? <laughs> oh, because I'm I, about to. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, what? All right, so Todd Takei on Facebook was giving us a clarification on sous vide. Remember we asked because okay. we didn't quite know what that whole process was? Yes. He said sous not, not the pronunciation of it, but the actual what it is. Yes. He says yes. sous vide is low temperature cooking, mostly proteins in a bag that's submerged in hot but not boiling water. There are no hmm. flames intentionally involved, intentionally involved, unless you want to put the protein on a grill type device after cooking to crisp things or you want to render fat like we did with the duck breasts in the garage. It's hmm. a slow cooking the device that will never overcook since the temperature is constant. It's especially good for cooking things in the rare slash medium rare range, which I like medium rare. That's how I order my meat. I like more medium to medium well. Okay. I don't like it bleeding that much. I like a little bit of pink. Medium rare to medium, depending on who's making it. There are right. all, all sorts of variations. So that's interesting, oh, yeah. Todd. I had no idea. Thank you. Yes. Did Thank you me. find um, the other guy? No, I did not. Not yet. I'm still looking. Google images. I did find a list of famous, it's a rank of famous game show hosts that we will have to talk about in an upcoming episode because it is so ridiculous. I cannot believe it. 
Okay. Um, it. I mean, I literally we're going to talk about it next episode or some upcoming episode because it's so ridiculous the, the way that the top ten they've got ranked. Insane. Okay, good. Well, I look forward to that. Now more. F- I mean, Ryan Seacrest is number one. Oh yeah, that is ridiculous. Yeah, Howie Mandel number five. Um, Jerry Springer number nine. What game show did he host? I have no idea. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Where's uh, yeah, where's Wink Martindale? Uh, he he's not even in the top twenty. Think about it this way: Richard Carn is number eleven. He's uh, head of Richard Dawson. Yeah, that's I don't know who. Those Get out of here are. with this. Yep. No kidding. Matthew Vogel at Vogel Matt gave us a clarification, uh-huh. um, pointing out that you were correct about Don't Rock the Jukebox being Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson. He said, it pains me to know that. I texted you right after that. Yeah, I know. Uh, I did not have that one. And then he also said Jeopardy was the Greg Kinn band, and he said he's proud to know that one. John Fitzpatrick at Fitzjohn oh, yeah. P. Our also tweeted us. Greg Kinban, hashtag Jeopardy, which I, I didn't Very know. Very nice. I knew somebody out there would know that. That's good. I, I would not. I remember now that they said that when I read that, but I, would, I never would have pulled that on my own. So that's great. And, and speaking of bands and rockers or um, musicians, I guess, my crazy aunt sent me a story. And okay. she, when we were living in Louisiana, there was a bar down there called Captain Jack's that they went to all the time. Well, there was uh-huh. one night that she really didn't want to go, but they recognized people's cars there. And so they, the people that were with her said, let's go, let's go. She was tired. She didn't want to go. But in, in, in they went. And she gets in there. And as soon as she walks in, she says she gets whapped in the face with a bunch of sweat that was coming off <laughs> this grotesquely fat person, she wrote, who had uh-huh. long, messy hair that was soaked in sweat. And, and this she, guy was on the stage. On the stage, yeah. And she didn't, okay. all she saw when she walked in, like, it was a greeting to her face. Boom, Ugh. with sweat. So she kept her back. That's moist right there. That's moist. She kept her back to him the whole time. But she said she stood there as only young girls really can do and went, Gross, yeah, because she's already in a bad mood. But anyway, yeah, the, she said the bartender gave them all free drinks and apologized for this, you know, moistness in her face. Yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so she left, and when he got famous later, she said they recognized who he was and that there would be no mistaking him for anybody. It was obvious when you look at him who he was. All right, I, I think we all know... We have we have all have the number one guest that we have on that all of us have on this. So this is probably was, the same guy. Yeah, and this was probably um, early eighties, maybe I'm late seventies. Yeah, yeah, late seventies, um, fat, sweaty rock and roll singer, long hair. There's only one answer. Yeah, there's only one guy that comes up to me. Yeah, who is it? Meatloaf. Ding 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 ding. Yes, <laughs> I think I think that's the quiz that everybody gets the answer yeah. to. So she said, I would not be able to forget that like I have not forgotten the first time I got wow. on by a bird. <laughs> she said, you just don't forget really That's... gross things like that. <laughs> she has quite a way with words. I appreciate that. Yeah. I did find out the name to our mysterious game show host. Who was it? By the way. Jack Berry. B-E-R-R-Y. Okay, not Jim Perry. 
No, he was on the Joker's Wild. Oh yeah, I remember, remember that, that game. One? Yeah, you, the you pulled down the yep. slot machine and you saw who you know if you got three wilds or three jokers or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jack Berry. Oh, good job with the Google images. Yes, good job Google. All right, now we got some miscellaneous tweets. Okay. Cool Aunt Claire at Cool Aunt Claire. She said, I'm cracking up at the hashtag. I'm sorry. I'm cracking up at the cranky KJ hashtag because KJ is one of the <laughs> sweetest people alive. Uh, thank you, Claire. But that was that, that was sweet. That made me smile until a few. It, it couldn't have been much longer. Patrick Moffat tweeted at Moffat Patrick a picture of the championship prize that I sent him. Of, oh, yes. Of the sticker. Speaking of tangent sticker. And the five guys, yeah, the five guys gift card, and I sent a note mm-hmm. that said, "Eat it and stick it, Moffat." And perfect. So he, this tweet from him came in right after Cool Aunt Claire suggested the I was one of the sweetest people alive. He writes, "A good day just got better. The championship prizes have arrived with a lovely Minnesota nice message." <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> You'll notice that I, I think you said at the beginning that uh, you got CDs for me this yes. past week too. Yes. Um, I didn't write a note. No, you didn't write a note. I didn't. I didn't. Allah, you know, along the certain lines of eat it and stick it. Uh, but you know the Minnesota nice message. It, that's right. That is the way Minnesota nice works. I guess. Absolutely. Um, John Miller at JKM563 said, I had a delightful day listening to the podcast and working in the garden. Perfect. Nice. We, we can add another list of activities to our what to do while listening to this podcast. Yeah, cleaning toilets, working in the garden, yes. mowing the lawn. Yep. Although, if you, you have given a... Giving CPR to someone. Yes, yes. So Jenny Robbins yes. at Robbins Jenny, Robbins underscore Jenny, mm-hmm. Um, she sent a picture of an emoji of a monkey covering his mouth, which I, I like that emoji a lot. Yep, that's it, one of my favorite ones. Pardon me, sir, but one arm story was better than expected. So she liked that story. Cool. I'm glad. Um, now, we've been getting lots of people tweeting out their pictures of their swag. Um, awesome. T. Patrick Smith, John Miller, John Fitzpatrick, I already mentioned Matt, Patrick Moffat. Scott Jenkins, Jenny Robbins. So that's fun to see. I'm glad they are arriving. Yes, absolutely. Totally. <laughs> and that the post office hasn't failed us yet. <laughs> well, there's some people on their list that haven't gotten their stuff yet, and I'm going to keep continuing to blame it on the post office failing. Yes, let's um, do that. For the time being. That's, that's the good way to put that. At failing post office. Hashtag sad. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, this, this next set of tweets Almost floored me. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know what you're going to yeah. say. Yeah, me too. Scott Jenkins at SEJ326. He tweeted a picture of, um, I guess it, it'll be a Jeopardy clue. Um, mm-hmm. Looks like the, he took it off his TV. Yeah, yeah, he took a picture of it. I think KJ might know the answer to this clue on tonight's Jeopardy. And mm-hmm. the, the clue was, it's the holiday theme term for a hidden bonus in a film or a computer game. Yes. 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 And then, okay, so he wasn't the only one. Joe Maloney at Joe the ITO wrote, clearly someone on the Jeopardy staff, writing staff, is a listener. And then Ed (laughs) Butt retweeted that, Ed Butt at EDB1947, retweeted Joe's tweet and said, thanks to Jason, I nailed this one. 
Hashtag eat it, woman to whom I'm related by marriage. <laughs> Which made me laugh. That's funny. Yes. And I couldn't believe this because, first of all, I'd never heard of Easter egg. And everybody that I've asked has never heard of that in this, in this mm-hmm. context. And then to have this come up. Uh, hashtag Within QE. a couple of days. Yes. Yeah. Within a couple of days after we talked about it. Yeah. Out of just out of nowhere. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I, I, I like the, um, clearly someone on the Jeopardy writing staff is a listener that Joe tweeted. I would, I would posit that since Jeopardy is recorded like six or so weeks in advance, um, <sighs> usually the episodes are, that somebody that writes for Jeopardy also works on our podcast, perhaps. Yes. Think about that one, QE. Definitely. That, yep, I, yes. Mm, you never mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> okay, now, Jen Babish tweeted mm-hmm. us, and she was. Well, this is about the Amazon reviews. She okay. said, at JBab Sports Chick says, the two plus hours of speaking of tangents ended with an hour of Amazon reviews where I forgot what I was listening to and what they were talking about. <laughs> Yeah, we got a little carried away last week. I think at one point after listening to it, I told you after we recorded, I said, I think we basically did an entire podcast in that feedback section because we did so many tangents and we got off on so many stories that I honestly don't even remember what we talked about. So there was a point in there where I was like, wait a minute, what what were these? Oh, we're reading reviews. What are we doing? Yeah, exactly. So speaking of Amazon reviews, do we have any? We have another full hour. No, I'm just kidding. We have a very short version this week of Amazon reviews. Okay. I'll try to get to the point and wrap it up. Because, um, you know, speaking of working in the garden, you know, on the elliptical, running, you know, or whatever you do, watching TV while you listen to our podcast, um, maybe somebody listens to it in the restroom slash bathroom. Maybe. Possibly. And last week we talked about the, you know, the you, your number one you know unwritten rule that you know the thing that bothered you about golf courses were men typically men you said always men but I'm I'm gonna you know you know <laughs> typically men uh, would go off into the woods to relieve themselves instead of going and waiting to get to the bathroom yes yes on the course so I sent you a link I I think I believe I said something about I think there's a device for this and I sent you a link to an Amazon product that's called the Euro Club U R O yes. Club yes. where it's a hollow club, and it, the thing that cracked me up the most was the golf towel that comes attached to it. So, like, they expect you to just be, like, out, like, on the fairway or on the green <laughs> peeing into this thing. It's like a cover. Yeah, it had a towel covering the front. Yes. So and it the looks image like shows the, the guy, like, on the green. He looks like he's using the club with the towel draped over the front. But, I mean, come <laughs> on. Who are you fooling with that? Exactly. Get out of here. That is ridiculous. That's worse than going in the woods. I agree. Um, so, yeah. Um, okay, I so thought we would look reviews. at reviews. Yes. Uh, not of that, but of a similar product. This was, a, this was in the, when I looked that up on Amazon, this cracked me up even more. It was in the, you know, other, you know, people that looked at this have also purchased. And it's called the Potty Putter Putting Mat Golf Game. Okay. Potty Putter which, Putting Mat Golf Game. Oh my Which, God! What in to the give world you an idea, this? the picture on the outside of the box and the picture in the thing is a guy sitting on the toilet with his pants around his ankles. <laughs> it's a little bath mat putting green, and he's like got this little miniature club and ball that he's putting the ball into. Oh my God! Speaking of multitasking, 
Okay. All right. So, so I, I now have a visual of this. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. You can look it up on Amazon if you want to see the image. It's, it's pretty um, ridiculous. Okay. Uh, five ninety nine is the current price. Free shipping. Perfect. Uh, and before, you know, sometimes we, before we read reviews, we get into like the questions that people have asked. Yes. Um, and so this is a question that was asked and was answered by the manufacturer, by the person who uh, would be shipping this out, basically. Not necessarily manufacturer, but the, the, the people who are the company that's, you know, sending this thing out gave an answer to this. And the question is, does this come with the box pictured showing the man putting while sitting on, while sitting on the toilet? And the answer is, yes, it will come with those pictures, but it is not this man, is another man. <laughs> Which I, think, I appreciate their honesty, like super specific honesty there, that one. I, I really do like it when they answer questions that thoroughly. So I can appreciate that too. Yeah. yeah. And the next one, the next question, why is this guy in the picture free ball in it? <laughs> Which, because if you look at the picture... The guy's sitting on the toilet with his pants around his ankles. There's no underwear pulled down. <laughs> Which, I mean, obviously, for the photo shoot, I mean, the answer is he's still got his underwear pulled up. He's just sitting on the toilet lid to take this picture because he knows they're taking it for, you know, the cover of this product. <laughs> but it is funny that they didn't think to put underwear in that with the pants that are pulled down. But it could so also be guy's he's putting, commando. right? He's putting a ball. So those yeah, balls are free. It. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in the description, it says it does come with two balls. Yeah, so maybe that's yeah. the question. Includes the putting green, two balls, and flagstick. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the third question. Is it dishwasher safe? My granddad accidentally peed all over it. Please answer <laughs> ASAP. Thanks. <laughs> uh, is the Euro Club dishwasher safe? I... Please do not put stuff that you've peed on or into in your dishwasher. Which the seller, the sell, the sellers, what I was trying to think of, the people that, that send this thing, the seller answered that question and said, "I wouldn't recommend the dishwasher," which I agree with. That's I one. Agree that's too. one thing where I'm I'm on their side. And but then they also finished it up with it's only pee, which no, when you're talking about food, Wait where food products are going to be, you can't say it's only pee. Well, I think he means if he's not recommending the dishwasher, he means. It's only pee, dude. Just leave it. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. So I have to part ways with them on it's only pee. <laughs> exactly. So now we've got like four reviews and then we'll wrap this up quick. But these are actual reviews written by actual customers, verified purchases on Amazon with these things. Okay. Constipation will no longer be boring. <laughs> it will not be so painful. How many stars? I would... Five stars. I would go as far as to say that maybe if you're sitting on the toilet long enough to take putting practice on a putting green, that that may lead to constipation and some problems down the road. Yeah. You have to stay wow. mobile. Yes. Move around. Eat some more fiber, dude. What was that? Constipation um, is no longer boring? Constipation will no longer be boring. Oh it will God. not be so painful. <laughs> okay, next. <laughs> Next, here's a four-star review. Decent product, subpar course. The holes in this course are not very challenging. I understand the constraints on the field, but holes in one are very common with this course. 
Okay. Which I think they're missing the point of this problem. I think so. Well, what kind? Well, holes in one. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Let's move right along. Uh, <laughs> couple, we got a couple more. Um, five stars. My short game has never been this lit. <laughs> Which is, I think we had lit before yes. we talked about a couple of podcasts ago. <laughs> that one I can get behind. Yeah, then that's obviously that person has written it as a joke, but I yeah. still appreciate that one. And then the last one. Three stars. The title of this review, and this is one of those that gets in the psychological review, the, the mind of the reviewer, sort of. Three stars. I didn't buy this. My daughter bought this for her husband, and I have not heard anything about it, so I cannot give a review. The end. That's. <laughs> but three stars I mean, for that? Three. Why did you write a review? <laughs> you didn't buy it. Somebody else that you know related to you bought it for somebody, and you haven't heard anything about it. <laughs> so you gave it a review and then said, so I can't give it a review. What are you doing? And then gave it three stars. She must yes. be getting paid to give reviews, but she's being honest. She can't give them. She can't give well, them Well, she's one. not going to get paid with those kind of reviews. No. So, so all in all, the Potty Putter has four stars. And for six ninety nine, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, five ninety nine. I mean, come on. Yeah, the I do. Potty putter. That's what they um, need to be I, called. I'm going to the potty room. Yes. I'm going to the potty putter I, room. I, I'm, I'm amazed that this thing exists. But then again, it's America in 2017. What else? For, I mean, I'm not really amazed. Forget the restroom in the bathroom. Yes. It's the potty putter room. <laughs> yes. That makes just about as much sense as the others. Oh, absolutely. Potty, so, putter, powder room. When, when's your birthday? It's in October, right? Nope. You like, you like golf, right? <laughs> I do like golf. I'd okay. much rather order the potty putter than the Euro club. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> do you have anything else this week? No. Okay. Bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Directed by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Scheduling coordinator is KJ Onstead. Speaking of, oh, hold that thought. I need to run to the restroom. Uh, bathroom. No, toilet room? Oh, and apparently another term is comfort station. What? That's way worse than restroom. Comfort station sounds more like the VIP candy booth from the baseball game that I was at the other night. Welcome to Delicious. Where was I? Oh, yeah. I'm off to the privy. Graphics by Jason Fuse. You are going to love what I've got planned for us today in our accounting office. We're going to start a troop train and then do some spirit crunches. 
And after that warm up, we're gonna run a 5K blindfolded through the woods while simultaneously putting together a 100 piece jigsaw puzzle. And even though this is a team building exercise, don't forget for a second that it is a competition. And last place gets shot in the face. After all, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, so some of you must be eliminated in order to improve the morale of the finance department. Those of you that survive will get to play lacrosse with water balloons while driving bumper cars. And if that's not enough of a reward, just think of the bonds you'll form with your co-workers in the fiery forge of team building, and how this camaraderie will be invaluable as you work the next three weekends in order to make up for the time lost doing these required activities during work hours today. I mean, you can't put a price on how much more motivated you will all be to run those SQL queries in order to populate the end of the month spreadsheets. Finally, we'll wrap up today's events with a juice cleanse and a Jenga tower. Then it's half price unicorn frappuccinos for everyone as a celebration. And always remember our motto here at Team Building Exercise Headquarters. Be the best you that you can be as long as that you acts exactly like me. I love snow peas. And I love you.